I'd like to share a couple uh, stories that uh, I feel like are good ways to think about gratitude um, and thanksgiving because gratitude is everything. Um, I'm amazed at how quickly we have forgotten the importance of being grateful. Yeah? Uh, I'm, by the way, so grateful for you guys. I thought it was, forgive this, I thought it was going to be a standard daily mass and to walk in and uh, thank you for singing and yay. Um, but uh, one of the things uh, about gratitude that's important is that we learn to be specific in our gratitude. Have you ever had someone, either right or wrong, uh, just kind of lay out uh, something you need to work on? You ever like, have someone tell you how you, you could be better? or what you did wrong, and, and it tends to be very specific. When somebody lights us up, yeah, they are specific. And often, if, if they're not a good person, they know where to put the knife, yeah? And then when it comes to praise, our default is to be really general, yeah? It's to be very general. Um, and I've experienced this as a priest, you know. Uh, uh, actually, one parish I got to, I'd been there two months, and I got this literally letter of 14 points. I saved it. It is priceless. Of how I was ruining this church. Yeah. And I wrote back and said, I had no idea I was so powerful, you know, that in three months I could ruin a church. Uh, and then, of course, you also get the, hey, you're, you're a good priest, which is so sweet, you know. But our criticisms tend to be super specific. I do this too. And our praise tends to be super general. Maybe we could work on remedying that so that our praise is very specific. Um, and, of course, our criticism sometimes has to be very specific. I get that. But criticism's easy. Gratitude's hard. And the first thing I want to maybe challenge us with, myself included, of course, let's be specific in our praise. Like today, if you're with your family uh, or friends, um, and I get those can be two different things, um, tell someone why you are grateful for them and be specific. Yeah? The second thing uh, I learned from a hilarious meeting, I was a new priest, yeah. Uh, it was 2001, I think, yeah, I'd been a priest just barely three years at that point, and I was asked to go help at this parish that, that needed some help. And so uh, my general plan was to go to meetings and just watch, right? Because you can learn a lot from how meetings go. And so the pastor, who was a very sweet, uh, gentle soul, it was his, uh, he'd been there a year, and he just got a new guy on his finance council. So I was there for the new guy's first finance council meeting. And the priest told me, he said, there's this guy, he's on every committee. And no matter what comes up, he talks about why it won't work. Yeah? 
So sure enough, I knew exactly who he's talking about. The youth minister came in the meeting and was asking for funding. We want to do blah, blah, blah. And then this guy, I knew right away who he was. He says, well, you know, 4% of Catholics go to church and contribute. Right, 4%. And he goes through with these awful stats, right? What is it? 30% of Catholics go to church regularly, which is defined as once a month. Of that 30%, 4% give regularly. Yeah. And he's talking about this, and you can just see everyone die inside, you know? Well, the new guy, he's sitting there, and I promise true, and he's, he's doing this. And he's nodding like he's getting fired up. And finally, he speaks, and this is what he said. I'll never forget it. Hey, that's the best news possible. We're doing all this on 4%. What'll happen if we can get it to six? And he says, I'm a businessman. If you tell me I'm only in contact with 30% of my clients and we're doing this, well, we can't do worse, right? We can only get better. And he was dead serious. This guy who shut down every meeting, what, what stopped his power was this recognition of reality, right? Oh, that's terrible news. Well, what goodness is in here? And his point was simple. If you tell me I've only got 30% of my clients, then I can't do worse. Any plan is going to do better, so let's make a plan. If you tell me that we're functioning like this on 4%, what will happen when we get it to six? And you know, he wasn't being like some Pollyanna. He was thinking strategically and gratefully. Look at what we got. How do we do this on 4%? I think gratitude is the ability to speak the truth to our circumstances sometimes. The devil loves to step the, on the brakes. God loves to punch the gas. Who would have thought that on this day, on Good Friday, oh, this is great. Someday we're going to call this Good Friday. Who would have thought? Gratitude needs to be specific. And gratitude also needs to be a commitment on our part to recognize God is so much bigger than whatever we're worried about. The third story of gratitude uh, is, is from our gospel. And it, I, I tell you, I preached this gospel 9,256 times, yeah? I've been a priest 25 years. And forever, uh, I guess for lack of a better phrase, I took the easy pitch, yeah? Nine guys, uh, ten guys got healed, one was grateful. But... They all must have been grateful. Every one of them. To be a leper meant that you were geographically, emotionally separated from everyone. To be a leper meant you literally wore a bell. And if you suspected there was another human nearby, you had to yell, unclean, unclean, about yourself. And the lengths people would go to to keep from touching you 
Because they didn't understand where leprosy came from. They just knew if you hugged a leper, you probably will get leprosy. That's what they knew. So I'm sure they were grateful. But here's the key line, and I've missed this for years. They all started heading back, and it says, quote, one of them realizing he had been healed. They were so used to being sick. And they were so used to not even looking at themselves because of the decay and the horror that only one of them apparently stopped and looked and realized, I'm being healed. For you and I, there are parts of us that are so wounded because life is hard. Yeah, we're a broken people in a broken world. And we get so used to our pain and our scars that when we look at them, it's just so we can describe them. It's to tell people how wounded we are. But how many scars has Jesus gently and slowly healed in us? And when was the last time we stopped and looked and said, that painful past doesn't have as much power over me today than it did a year ago. God is mighty, and we are tiny and breakable. And so when he goes to work on our wounds, he's slow and he's gentle. Because here's the key, guys. He's not healing us so that he can love us. He loves us. He's healing us because that's what we need. So I think those are three good things for us on Thanksgiving. One is that let's be specific in our praise of each other. Yeah? Number two is let's look at things through the lens of gratitude. What is there for me to be grateful for? And how can I in that take account Take into account how wonderful our God is. If he can make this Good Friday, what can he do with my goofy little situation? And then three, I think it's important that every once in a while we pause and think, what crippled me 10 years ago that doesn't today? What slow, gentle work of our God have I missed because it was slow and gentle. Gratitude is such a powerful thing. And it's why the devil makes sure we don't think of it often. We need to be grateful. We need to let the gratitude of God permeate our entire lives. What holiness means is set apart. Standing out. If you want to stand out in this culture... Be grateful. Amen? Amen. Okay.